baby shower better. Mm-hmm. So good. That's good. My wife doesn't overdo it at all. Where'd you guys do it? Club Tico. What which is f- that uh, we should just turn we should just go into it fuck it power to the people Welcome to It's All Pro Wrestling Podcast, special 9-11 version. My name is Bill. And my name is Doug. And together we are two men talking about professional wrestling and Club Tico. Doug, Club Tico. What, the fuck? what the fuck is Club Tico? Club Tico is that building that's right there at the entrance of the city park pool in lovely fort collins colorado that's a club how is that a what i used to get naked in that building when i was a young man is that is it what i think it is because i think that's like where you like fuck i'm ah i don't want the park i'm looking at google maps yeah that's i used to get naked in that building and why a an old an old football coach that may or may not got arrested for <laughs> for being in a whorehouse watched me do that. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Why were you getting naked in that building? So that's where you used to pick up, or that's where like when you did JA football back in the day. Uh-huh. That's where they had the equipment, like storage okay. area, and you would like. I mean, you want to get naked, naked, but you, you know, yeah. get down to your underwear and like they, you put on all the gear to see if it fits. Okay. Upstairs. It's like a uh, banquet hall. Yeah. My, my football coach at the time would later be uh, arrested. Huh? You knew, you knew that football coach too. Did I really? He may or may not, he may or may not told taught social studies at Preston junior high. Okay. Who's also the Preston junior high football coach. That wasn't Dan Swanson or, or Mr. Swanson or Mr. Preble, but the other one. Did his name yes. start for defense? What? Did his name start for defense? The letter. That's a D. No. Okay. I can't no. add him. No, it's not DeVries. It was okay. It was the other, it was the other social studies teacher. <laughs> I've narrowed it down to one person. <laughs> his son went to school with us. I don't remember who. Oh, um, ah. Gotcha. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to find the article? Because he, yes. he, he got picked up in that. So do, do you remember there was that massage parlor that was next to the Greyhound station in Fort Collins? No. It was, to, it was like, yeah. So there was a massage parlor next to that, that weird place on Riverside in Mulberry. Mm-hmm. Well, you know where the Greyhound station is. I'm pretty yeah. sure you've lived there. Where it used point. to be. Yeah. Yeah, so there was like a wing place uh-huh. that was there. That, that was really good wings. I forgot all about that place till just now. That lasted like a minute. Yeah, but it was like that was the place that we ate at before we went to go see Old Dirty Bastards last show. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a there was a massage parlor that 
uh, Mr. Blankety Blank got picked up in that was a prostitution ring and caught in four counts. Wow, I did not know that. There was a massage parlor next to my old Albertson, your old Albertsons, also. They got busted. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. But it's probably the ago. same people. They just moved down probably. the road. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to go out on record. I don't, I'm not knocking sex work and I definitely think it should be legalized. But the the teacher in question was a fucking perv. And I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't get caught more with like worse things or things. He, he was a, he was a perv. So hmm. I do not remember that. Yep. Anywho, Doug. Good stories. Good stories. Anyway, Club Tico. So why were we at Club Tico? The beautiful Club Tico in City Park of Fort Collins, Colorado. Well, my wife was throwing a lovely baby shower today for some friends of ours. So we used that facilities because we could not fit 60 people in our house. Well, you could, but not not Could, but not do, fun. You'd have to go at your backyard <laughs> to do everything. Yeah. Well, it looks like they've remodeled that area quite a bit. That's kind of nice looking. I like City Park. I've always liked City Park in Fort Collins. It's a nice park. The pool now is like crazy slides. and It was crazy slides when of... I was still living there. Was it? Like, yeah, they did like, yeah, they changed the, the slides out when when no. we were living together. Just haven't been there yeah. forever. Well, you just don't care about city. You don't care about city municipal areas. I don't. Like I do. So, yeah. Do they still have the train at City Park? I think it runs on special occasion or something like 12 oh, to 5 the on the weekend. I, see I think the they take it from like City Park to the edge of Old Town. I'm not talking about the trolley, you asshole. No one gives a fuck about the trolley. Oh, I'm talking which... about the little train in City Park. I don't fucking know. How do you not? Do you, do you never ride it on the train at City Park? You didn't, did you? No. God, your parents really <laughs> fucked your childhood up, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> no, everything's seems, like how did you not ride the train? It's, did you ever play out to the city park park? Yeah. Then how how come you don't I remember, remember the, the trolley? The trolley's dumb. No one likes the trolley. <laughs> I'm talking about the little train. I think I sort of remember it. It, it went in a circle. Yeah. I don't have oh, many. There's, tro- there's your trolley tracks. I'm just doing Google Street View. I'm just going like all around. <laughs> I don't, maybe maybe I don't I'll run into the trolley. Childhood memories. If they oh, are, they're oh. usually like me getting like <laughs> bullied in like kindergarten by like Jeff Engel or something. <laughs> did you go to Did you go to Timnath your entire time? Yeah. Because it's weird. Because I don't remember you until like third grade, maybe fourth grade. Like, I don't remember you at all until like knowing that you were on my soccer team and I knew that you sucked. And then I was horrible. Yeah. And then you being on my basketball team and being like, God, this guy again. But I don't like horrible. I don't remember you ever until like we were playing like sports together. So that's why I always had you like third grade for some reason. Yeah. I was there since kindergarten. Who is your kindergarten teacher? Why am I asking you? You don't know. I just told you I don't fucking remember anything. It was someone, Bill. It was someone. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. So, like, probably the only time you ever went on the trolley was like when we went on like the seventh, the second grade field trip. 
probably <laughs> to the uh oh what's the house the remember we did like the old fort collins history field trip we went to like the strauss cabin and then we went to did the trolley ride and then we went to the one house on mountain that's like supposed yeah. to be famous but it's not famous at all like, and there's I, that little house off of like swallow and lemay swallow and lemay it's right by that bank now <laughs> everything's either by a bank or fucking by a brewery and a bike shop do you know do you know four collins is a great place to ride bikes and make shitty beer Uh i do like i'm still i'm still doing the traveling down mountain right now following the trolley line see if i see the trolley (laughs) mountain's beautiful though i love mountain as a a road it's gorgeous yeah that's a nice area yeah it's four collins is awesome in the winter or not in the winter in the summer Mm-hmm. Just sucks that every other asshole had to fucking move there. So anyway, Doug, how's the baby shower? All bill is so good. It, it, we needed more time to set up, but in the end, uh, my wife pulled off a lovely baby shower. Everyone had a great time. How come it's your wife times. never threw me a baby shower? I don't know. She she was the worst, but she's gotten better. No, she's just like, joking. I don't, I don't expect her to do that. That's when you say, Bill, fuck you. She has enough on her plate. Bill, fuck you, you. Oh, fuck you, Doug. Okay. Now I'm in now I'm in Old Town. Oh, I'm right next to Trailside. That's a good bar. Bill, how was your week? Oh, my week. Oh, it was a week. Yeah. My head head exploded and then my head exploded some more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm next to Walrus Ice Cream. <laughs> Yeah, it's been yeah. a shitty week, but there's yeah. been some good it stuff. Hasn't been, hasn't been the best. What has, what has been good? Well, my week's, me, my the, week's been shit. Your week's been not good either. No. But what's luckily, been good? Luckily, the reason we're here and one of the key things the wrestling gives us is a distraction. I haven't it's, even been able to do that. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like well luckily <laughs> luckily i did <laughs> yeah luckily for you you did i'm glad you did yes i'm glad i had it yesterday um we'll start with a week and a half ago or i guess just a week ago when to week uh, ago. the the battleground feels like three weeks ago but a week ago went to the first ever battleground pro wrestling in fort collins had a great time it was cool seeing you know, a few of the regulars we're familiar with in Denver, but it was also great seeing some new independent wrestlers that we're not familiar with. Some guys that came in from, you know, California, Nevada. They came Arizona, from Nevada, New too? Mexico. Yeah, there's some, a few uh, Vegas people. How was the show overall? Like, I saw the pictures and everything. And yeah, by overall, the way, it was a little venue to throw some stuff like that in. Like, I like the gym. The gym was everything i like the sound of it <laughs> like it i mean mm. when someone got suplexed or just even a simple slam like that dirt on the mat just echoed yeah the slaps echoed it was a it was a fun show the wrestlers did an awesome job of you know getting the crowd into it they could have easily been like oh there's <laughs> not that many people let's I, yeah it looks like it didn't have that big of a turnout which i hope hope that changes for them i hope now i I think it will it was a crappy weekend for fort collins events um labor day in general yeah labor day labor day weekend and tour de fat 
So people were still. Oh, yeah. People, I forgot about that shit. Even show. on my ride over there, my drive, it was heavy bike traffic community passing the 17 breweries that are in that block. All bike shops because they all needed to get their bikes tuned up for after tour to fat. And that being said, I the wrestlers could have seen the crowd and been like, eh, all right, let's get in and out. Every wrestler that came out is a full house. Like, you know, it, it didn't matter. They were top no, they, of their I, game into the getting, you know, getting into the crowd, put on a great, you know, good performances. Yeah, I saw the uh, one of the reels that you had. It was, I think it was Bruce Rogers. Was he doing the triple German suplex spot to Cody? Like, yeah. I was just like, brother, you guys don't have to be doing that for right now. But that's what right. cool they did. Like, I mean, you know, a 20, 25 person show. You don't have to be pulling out triple Germans and no, the the spins, the all the, the other stuff. They went, they they spun, Doug. Went old Claudio, because yes, well, he invented ooh. that. Oh we, yeah, I did. we went over that. <laughs> I do, I do remember that. Now that you mention it, sorry, I'm at Odell's now. I'm looking at <laughs> Odell's on the street. And I was talking with Cody afterwards. He said it was uh, super hard to breathe in there for whatever reason. That really? big closed gym. He said it was just really hard to breathe. They cut their match. I mean, they they put on a pretty lengthy match, but I guess there was still like a third of it left. Oh wow! And he's just like I I can't breathe. <laughs> Let's. He just he got that, which is weird it. though, because yeah, I mean, Fort Collins is lower elevation than yeah denver and the springs for sure apparently something so. about that gym atmosphere i don't huh. i'm not sure but i saw it with other wrestlers um lipto i saw him like pulling out his mask once like was like, it hot in there in some air well it was fucking like 100 degrees though so i mean yeah I, I, like the it's gym weird itself. it wasn't hot in there okay well i was trying i know it was it was a weird I've been into other venues where it's, you know, 100 degrees in the venue. Yeah. And they don't seem to have too big of an ordeal with it. But no, it was, it was a good time. Um, the next one they're having is in Greeley. And then, you know, hopefully getting getting some more. And last night was the day I needed to get escape. And we went to New Era down in Denver at Mile High Comics. So my sure. first question to you, Doug. Yes. Did anyone have a gaping head wound during New Era? Not this time, Bill. Well, then it doesn't didn't really count. <laughs> he he did run out. He he is back and in good health now, Bill. Well, that's Just good. So you know. I was worried sick about him. Actually, I legitimately was. Like <laughs> he took a nasty bump. You take a nasty, nasty little follow that little fellow yeah. did. Oh, I think I found the whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, are you even fucking paying attention to me? Yes. Yeah. Now that place okay. is called the Donut Club. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not anymore. It's out of business. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. There's some good donuts. Oh, okay. Anyway, Doug. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it started, but we ended up uh, painting the daughter's face 
like Heidi Hollister and color in her hair. Your 25 year old daughter? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did her makeup and <laughs> color, dyed her hair orange. Yeah. I, I saw pictures of it. It was good times. Oh, yeah. That was the show overall. It was good. Um, yeah. Did Dr. Uh, What's his face show up? Yeah. He had a. He had a real nice silver suit on. Well, isn't his name Dr. Silver? Yep. <laughs> hey! What, the fuck, what is that place? What is that place? <laughs> oh, wow. Hoska really... I haven't I haven't seen the new Hoska building. Well, yeah, they, bu- they built on like a whole nother <laughs> complex. <laughs> this, is, this is good podcast. God damn it, right Bill. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I am focusing. So Dr. Uh, Silver Aust- showed up. He, uh-huh. Austin Reddick has a glorious mustache. He had a glorious mustache last time we saw him. Well, it's even better now. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Uh-huh. Did he buy did he buy did he buy stuff like while the wrestling was going on? Like I saw him do it last week or last time. Austin Reddick? Yeah. Like the uh well, he bought like it was funny because like during it might have been during intermission, but anyway, it was one of those like I kind of looked back and like he's at the checkout at Mile High with the guy from Mile High and he bought like a bunch of like action figures or something like that. Oh, I might really? have to point it out to you. Yeah. That is one of those Not like just time. weird things that weird things that I just saw that like <laughs> no like, one <laughs> else saw. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, put it on, dude. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that was weird. Apparently, oh no, so I went. It, no, I'm in the I'm in I'm in eight seventy sixes, like, parking lot, uh-huh. and I entered, and it's at Albertsons, and then like I hit one more frame over, and now it's at Safeway. <laughs> oh man! Does, oh does man! Block, That's spooky. did block, did Blockbuster show up for a minute and then go oh, away? Man. No, Blockbuster's still not there, but there's the <laughs> other whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, then go on to the other end of it. They opened up another massage parlor in the same strip on the other side oh, of really? Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. On the oh really? See, I'm trying to see if the the oh the subway's still there according to Google. <laughs> subway wasn't there when I went there last time. You know how disappointed I was when I couldn't get subway. Oh, there is the massage parlor there. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> and then i was on the complete other side of town one time um getting my mother-in-law a gift card for christmas that she wanted from like, this foot massage parlor okay. <laughs> i walk in it's this the people that run the uh they got busted at the ones next to when um, i'm like Bum. the original ones I'm like, mother-in-law, do not do not go in there. I'm like, no, maybe maybe she needs to go. Maybe she needs to maybe. go in there and that's fine. And that's fine. Once again, I support sex work. I think it's fine. I just want it to be legalized and somewhat regulated for the health and safety of all sex workers. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So maybe, maybe your mother-in-law just needs it. And that's fine. I don't think your mother-in-law is a pervert like Kevin Irvine. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, what, what were we talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. Another I just had a weird, fl- a weird flashback about what? Him and like female students at Preston. <laughs> it wasn't good. 
Yeah. He was a fucking creep, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't, like, nothing came out past him just going to the whorehouse. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was very unstable. Anyway, thinking about us, Red Exhaustion, Heidi Howard, awesome as always. Um, the big attraction was Sin Bodhi, wasn't it? Yeah. How was Sin Bodhi? He's good. He was cool. Are you familiar with I, him? I, I know of him. I know, I'm, I, and I'm probably fucking this up, but his, he was like Kazarni in WWE for like a hand, like a cup of coffee, I think. But he's I think I saw like that name. Was... wrestling since then, you know, like, and, he's and I think he was in like TNA. Him. Yeah, I think he was in TNA as in Bodhi. So, and I think he okay. was in the, um, Oh, uh, Sue Young kind of stuff. Like okay. they're the Sue Young Abyss, uh, Bunny even. Yeah, he kinda had kind of horror stuff. He's the what was it like the Warlord of Weirdness, something like that. He had like creepy clown makeup on. He kind of reminded me a little of a like he should be in a Rob Zombie horror film. Oh, like uh. Captain Spaulding? Yeah. A little yeah. of that that style. They did an angle with him at the end where like he wrestled heel, but then one of uh Daddy Doom's dungeon members like came out and confronted him because he didn't get the job done. And then he turned on that on Maddie Scrumptious, your favorite. Our our, our sweet boy Maddie Scrums. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then just like came out and was like, oh, thank you, all the families that came. And then just, like, <laughs> went and hugged all the old ladies and, like, wiped all his makeup and, like, walked by my daughter's, like, you're going to take a picture with me. And he, like, he's, like, all just, happy and, like, just going around. and Just going pure carnival. Awesome guy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, he knows, what he's, he knows what he's doing. Fuck, that's For cool. For sure. So was it, how was the crowd compared to last time? Not quite as much, but they quite a they bit. didn't put any mini middle aisles in. You know how where we sat and we were right on the aisle. Yeah, that, that was there's no gone. aisles now. They oh they that sucks. Yeah, they went whole rows from like side of the ring, side of the ring. Like it was just all chairs and on filled the three up sides well. and put extra seats behind. It wasn't full like last time but maybe it could have been a little more deceiving because you had the people because there's a lot of extra chairs in there but yeah it was definitely significantly more people in the last few times and um on the poster and in heidi's talk of at the end she's gonna be there the next few weeks until or the next few months until daddy doom finally comes out confronts and con- her confronts her okay and and austin reddick was on the flyer as well so okay it's nice. good that they'll both be coming back around was there anyone else that you saw that of note um i think my favorite match of the night was that real piece of shit cody divine bruce rogers and lipto Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah, 
Bruce is incredibly solid. Lipto is your boy. Mm-hmm. And Cody's a real piece of shit. So <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Was Duff there? He wrestled Austin. <laughs> oh, he wrestled Austin? How was that? Like, I could actually it see was, that being pretty honestly, good. <laughs> I was just like, because this thing, I'm, I'm intrigued by Duff. Like, because I think, like, I, I swear to God, Duff has killed someone with his bare hands in real life. Like, Duff, Duff has seen some shit. And then, but like, the, the goofy ass gimmick, I, it just, I'm like, it's so with Austin, like, I see why he's got so many like hardcore, like cult fans. <laughs> yeah, I would say like at least, well, probably around a quarter of like the crowd was like, had duff signs and like duff gear and shit like that when i was there so yeah definitely duff and is a duff's a thing man and austin just comes in and plays that real piece of shit heel and mm. does it awesome yeah and my daughter's just <laughs> yelling his name the whole time <laughs> rooting for the heels rooting for the heels that's a lot of what we do. Yeah. And disbelief. The sun is filled with ice and gives no warmth at all. The sky was never blue. The stars are raindrops searching for a place to fall. I never cared for you. Oh, Doug. Doug. Yes, Bill. What else? What's going on? It was all out week. Oh, was it really? Doug, is AEW on a downward spiral a la WCW 1999 and TNA in every form and faction of TNA ever put? Or are we all being worked, brother? Well, my whole closet full of AEW gear really hopes not. <laughs> but because <laughs> what else are we going to talk about for three hours? Um. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> we, we had all out, and unfortunately, the most, the biggest takeaway was the media scrum afterwards, where CM Punk just fucking went off and threw... the entire locker room. <laughs> Threw everyone under the bus, cussed everyone out. Everyone's a piece of shit. And then people weren't happy. weren't happy when he got off the stage. And the elite confronted him. Brought some friends came in to. I didn't take know. down the situation. I didn't. I, I didn't know. know Christopher Daniels was part of that mess. I'm guessing was he was. Like, was he was the back there as like it. HR relations. Well, He's talent relations. Yeah. So my like, guess is, is, it, is it like him and like Pat Buck, like both like talent relations guys. So they're probably like just in the middle of it trying to. Yeah. And somehow they got suspended. Down. Nakazawa and Cutler got suspended. Kenny and the Bucks got suspended. But. Instead of Ace Steel and Punk. Well, they, they have never said they've been suspended. Yeah. Have they? F- yeah. Okay. It was yeah, just kind of like steel. I but it was like it was the Christopher Daniels thing that was like, yeah. And my friend Pat, like, <laughs> well, from Pat, 
like then, those guys were the ones I was like, I was like, oh, Nakazawa, okay, he probably got into the fracas. Cutler yeah. probably got into the fracas, but like, it's a whole fucking shit show. So let's before, well, fuck it, let's just go. Doug, did you now see the things that pointed out to the fact that Punk said that the post media scrum after the pay per view was going to be a shit show two weeks ago? Meaning that he's probably planning on saying what he was going to say. He may have had someone planted to, in there to ask him the question that brought it up or something like that. About Scott Colton. Yeah. And his mom's bank account. And so, again, is everything just falling apart or are we all being worked, brother? <laughs> the Eddie Kingston promos a year ago. Or not a year ago, but we're coming up on a year ago about how CM Punk's a snake in the grass piece of shit. This whole hangman page thing that no one even gave a shit about or really took notice of. Like it wasn't even a thing until it turned into a thing that Punk won't let go. The MJF promo is talking about how Punk's a piece of shit and he's going to start turning on the locker room. (laughs) The the whole fucking thing is this just a giant fucking work doug or is everything in the shitter go quick before you brought all it up in that aspect i would have just said it's in the shitter it's in the shitter like con tony's gonna well tk is gonna have to get rid of cm punk if he's gonna be able to like hold the rest of AEW together punk's out for eight months Give her a yeah. I mean, because he tore his he tore his fucking tricep. He he did the alternative Cody Rhodes bullshit, tore his tricep during the match against Mox. So he's out for a while. So maybe things can cool down, or you can you things if it's re, if everything is real. And in all honesty, I think it is. I'm not I'm not thinking it's a work. Yeah, I really don't. I think a lot of it is that the promos are given. They're they're not they're allowed to say what they want to say in their promos. They just have to hit their marks, which is what everyone's been wanting them to do. The feelings that have come out during the promos against punk and punk with them and everything like that is, is there's legit legitimacy there to Mm -hmm. it. And it just creates a better buildup. I mean, we talked about how Kingston Punk had a two-week build, and it was the hottest fucking. I was it was one it was my favorite match of last year. Well, not my favorite match of last year, but it's my one of my favorite pay-per-view matches of last year. Right, and like it was perfect in every way. Like that buildup was insane. Like they wanted to fucking kill each other, and you believed it. Maybe they really fucking did. Right, and Tony was just riding off of that. Like, okay, everything's good, everything's good, everything's good. And then all of a sudden it did get mismanaged as far as like Tony being like, Tony not knowing what he's doing with a bunch of volatile personalities, namely fucking CM Punk. So I don't think it's... Quite know how real it really was back there. Well, I think he he knew, but I think he knew like you and I know. Like he, he, he knew like you and I know, but like four steps more, but considering Some, like how, yeah. how insanely shitty punk can be as a human being. Mm-hmm. 
like and how petty he is in general and how petty a lot of the wrestlers are in general. I mean, it's an ego sport. It's, I mean, for sure. So it's just, I think he just got to let it go out of hand because he was, he was seeing the dollar signs. He's looking at numbers. He's looking at this. He's looking at that. And yeah, he's is, not, he was working his long-term plan of CM Punk being the champion his storylines beyond that and hoping that it all works shit out. Yeah, like every everyone in the end will, well, in the end, everyone will stay professional. Right. But guess what? CM Punk, who is the most professional of professionals, is not for fucking professional. Yeah. Like he's so, just not. He has a history of it. For sure. So we were kind of out of touch of CM Punk's WWE days. It was kind of our lost years as we call them mm-hmm. we we knew about cm punk but we weren't watching every week seeing his promos so some people that i know that were watching back then and you know talk me they don't really watch AEW, but if i talk about cm punk mm-hmm. they're not high on him because of how he was an asshole back then and you know just wasn't a company person and he you know I'm like eh, it's it's wrestling like uh, he's a work you know he's doing promos but now it's like okay i get why he's left a bad taste in you know certain people's mouth over over the years it's one of those things things he's done is my overall impression on punk was it during those last years like because i i actually went back and i started you know i i paid i was trying to figure out what cm punk was because as we were seriously getting into everything, he was on his way out. Like he Ooh. was, he was in complete fuck you mode. And I thought like, I think the people who get along with him and I want to say get along with him uniquely are people that he can make, that he can make money for. I think he's a great professional wrestler as far as he knows how to get a crowd going he knows the ins and outs he knows who his character is he knows wrestling as wrestling is Mm -hmm. however i don't ever hear anyone ever talk anything good about him necessarily right you know like even even in the heyday of like the pipe bomb and everything like that when people were really getting behind him and like he only had a few close friends at that mm-hmm. time people respected him because he made money and he he is who he is but like i don't i think he's just and i don't have a feeling that was the case because he was a loner like people mm. like oh he isolated watch... himself because he was an asshole right <laughs> yeah it, it, was, it was and then there's documents documentaries <laughs> jesus there's things <laughs> you watch about wrestlers <laughs> I think the one I'm trying to remember is like Stone Cold. They kind of said he was kind of a loner, but that's kind of, it was kind of just him. Yeah. Stone Cold was a loner, but like Stone Cold still had good working relationships with a lot of people. He was a loner. If he didn't like you, he didn't, he didn't fucking like you, but like he got along with almost, almost the entire locker room. He just self-imposed isolation. 
Right. He was still a locker room leader, still, you know, was respected. But he necessarily mm. wasn't going out with the boys or everything. It wasn't because yeah. he was a fucking asshole, and that's why it seemed like he only had a couple friends. Yeah, well, the, f- the very first, I think the very first three people to ever get buses in WWE for touring to go on instead of, you know, renting a car with the boys type of thing was mm-hmm. John Cena, Randy Orton, and CM Punk. I think that's pretty much all you need to know about everything. Okay. CM, uh, Cena, not many people hate Cena. I've never heard of really a bad word about Cena, but then again, it's also like trying to say The Rock was a piece of shit during the heyday of The Rock, right? And everyone's like, fuck Randy Orton. Like, fuck him. But he doesn't give a shit. So he knows who he is. Yeah. Like, at least he's fucking self-aware. He's like, yeah, I'm a big piece of shit. Who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> like I make Randy, out I mean, with 15 year olds in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard a story on another podcast. What podcast, um, Doug? <laughs> Well, Bill, a while ago, I was listening to Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> and it was a story like, it was like, a, I don't remember if it was a house show or something, but Randy Orton. Was it like just a wrestling like, confessions kind of show? or I, I think so. And this like, this girl was like in the crowd and he just like started like make out with her for a second on his way to the ring. <laughs> and I think she wasn't that old. <laughs> yeah something like that i could be off but i don't think i'm that far off Um, but you know but it just goes back to the fact with the buses though like randy orton knows who the fuck he is yeah john cena doesn't need anyone's fucking approval but for the most part like you don't hear bad shit about cena you just hear things that he's weird and he's a robot but punk you it's he's just an asshole and you can like him for being an asshole that's fine i don't give a shit but it's the whole fucking thing in general is just in, insane. It really insane. Yeah. And what he did was what he did was fucking it, Tony Khan is in over his head. I mean, I, like right now with this whole fucking shit with punk in general. Yeah. The and fact another... that Malachi black might be gone. Like there's, there's so a lot of shit happening in AEW sure. right now that this could be the beginning of the end or it could be a rebrand type situation, but we have eight months to hopefully figure it all out. If CM Punk is gone, which will be fine by me, TK might want to think about a different location for uh, all out. A Chicago no, could be it. real weird. No, fuck that. <laughs> Like no, like the the I because I saw that one thing where I saw something on Twitter being like anyone anytime AWs or like the elite will turn into like Shawn Michaels or uh Stone Cold in Canada in like 97. Like it'll be this bizarro world. Like yeah. kind of well, just like how Long Island is a bizarro world. I love the bizarro world theories. Like that's fucking yeah. cool. That's really fucking cool. So I'm I'm all for it. Like that or that or once again, my grand plan for the beginning, or as I said at the very end of our last episode, this is all just a work to bring back the Second City Saints. And we have Col- Scott Colton, Ace Steel, and CM Punk running rough shot in eight months. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not happening. But what if it did, Doug? What if I'm? What if I am really head of creative? Maybe you're a fucking you ever genius, Bill. Did you ever think about that, Doug? He steals some nobody. I bring up like months and months and months ago is like one of the biggest stories in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. biting ever- Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. So, Bill, unfortunately, that whole bullshit took away from the return of that Who devil, oh, that real God. piece of shit, MJF. Yeah, it completely killed that, didn't it? <laughs> like, that was awesome I- that night. And then the media scrum just fucking destroyed it. Like, overall, the pay per view was fine. Like, yeah, it was okay. Of, it was okay. Like, when I was thinking Compared about to last okay, year, it sucked. Right. Like, who do I want? I'm like, what do I want to talk about? What matches? What sticks out? I'm like, you know what? I'm just right. going to stick to MJF. Like, yeah. The, the casino. How you know with fucking just Hathaway, Stokey. Yeah, yeah, Stokely Hathaway and Come, his whole group the ship, and the Joker. He's getting into the ring. I see him do the MJF strut as he's you know wiping his feet, getting into the ring. Yeah. I'm like, it's got to be MJF. Yep. And then at but the still end, don't know. you get that cool promo with the you know you have to wait for 40 hours <laughs> until the last match. and then you see it's mjf and yeah i mean it was awesome but then (laughs) it's all ruined yeah it's completely ruined they don't know what the fuck to do mjf's lost all his fucking heat because of fucking punk like but then that brings us to dynamite so tony khan obviously comes no i want to talk says, more about all out i want to talk do you? about all out okay what yeah. do you want to talk about bill what do you want to talk about? i want to i want to talk about the fact that what do you think the longest match was on that card <laughs> well i looked it up because <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at the results a few days ago i'm like wait this match was that long and then i'm like wait this match was longer so, was it Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson? The worst match on the card, as we predicted, was the longest, yes. That went that long? I I, uh, I was zoning that out. Went, that sucked. Yeah, because I, I, I just saw that, too. I was just like, that went 23 minutes? Then, like, the tag team belts, the tag team match, like, that was 22. And I was texting you, like, a quarter of the way in, being like, this needs to end because it just it wasn't that good. And then also no, it's it like built up into this insane. Like like Keith Lee was just kind of like him and Han, and like the acclaim just weren't like it just didn't really care. And then all of a sudden it got really fucking good. It was going like I thought it was gonna go. Yeah. Like, yeah, the acclaims are fun, but they're not on that level. Swerve and our glory is gonna beat them, but then it went on another 14 minutes. <laughs> And the crowd, the crowd was fucking, nuts. fucking insane for the acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. 22 minute good old NXT match with like 17 false finishes. Yep. The old, the old Shawn Michaels special. <laughs> I was, uh, it was, it was giving me anxiety. I'm like, are they really going to fucking give it to the acclaimed? Jesus. I this, crowd's gonna, I mean, this crowd's going to boo the shit out of. 
Swerve and Keith Lee if they don't. Yeah, this was not a very crowd-friendly card, like how it all went down. Like, just, like, well, and also, Sammy, we need to talk about how Sammy Guevara needs to fucking be taken off TV completely because he fucking almost killed Ruby Soho. Could have easily broken her neck. But no, he gets he gets to go into the tournament of champions. Yeah. And then fucking Eddie versus Ishii was exactly what you were you you called it. Like I was mm-hmm. apprehensive, but that was just two large beefy boys just slapping Slap. the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Like uh, and it wasn't even like it was great, but like Eddie, when he was trying to go for suplexes, they were they were barely lifting each other. Well, because they're but both I think it just goes in. They're both like, heavy they, guys, and they were just beating that. They were exhausted beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> what was, what was the best match to you? Like, because okay, so I'm gonna say worst match was fucking Jericho Danielson, which I'm not surprised whatsoever, because that's the one we were calling. Right. Again, that wasn't Danielson's fault. It was Jericho trying to pull up his fucking tights the entire time. Yeah. I mean, it was cool that he was wearing. It was cool that he was wearing old Lionheart tights, but brother, I saw right away on Twitter like, "Oh, his fucking pants are falling off." Yeah, my my favorite match is probably actually I, my favorite match was Punk Moxley. Okay, of the night, I wasn't. I thought the Swerving Our Glory and Acclaim was a lot better than I thought it would be. Storm and Britt Baker was pretty okay. Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, Sheeta. That was pretty good. Jamie Hader is the best in the division. And Kingston and Ishii were really good. I missed, I caught the end of Pac and Kip Sabian, and that wasn't that good for some reason. Like, it just, it wasn't that good of a fucking pay per view. Yeah. It just wasn't. It was, the potential was there, but I think, like you said, it was all built around CM Punk and where do we go next? And we're bringing MJF. So we're doing all of our focus on Punk and MJF. And we're just going to throw a bunch of other guys around. Oh, we'll throw in Hangman to go, you know, to build that up. And yeah. And like the elite, the, the trios match was okay. I, I just, actually the trios match got really good at the end. Like, but I thought it was, sloppy and easy storytelling in the beginning and mm-hmm. yeah yeah the storytelling that i thought was going to happen towards the end of the match happened you know within the first 30 seconds or something and they hinted at mox or not mox sorry i just saw his name they hinted at you know adam page and dark order splitting and like it just yeah i don't know like i liked I liked the casino ladder match, but probably not for the right reasons. It wasn't for the wrestling action of it. It had some good yeah, spots, but there was a lot of weird, like, ooh, oh, oh. you know, it's kind of like, eh. okay, let's let that last person get in. And then, you know, then we'll really start yeah. going. And then all of a sudden, fucking Hathaway takes the chip. Yeah. And, and you're like, but, oh, okay. But he took it, and the Joker came out and walked off with it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm down. Like this, that's awesome." Yeah, the story's fine with it. I liked the story so, behind that match. 
What was your favorite, buddy? <laughs> favorite match? I don't know, Bill. Like, honestly, I don't really have a favorite match from it. Well, that's not a good sign. I know. Like, when for me, like, my favorite was just the the story behind the Joker. Yeah. Getting the chip and then, you know, revealing that it's MJF. That was kind of my favorite aspect to it. I guess, I guess Punk Moxley, but I was just kind of so worn out. And I was just kind of like, all right. And so let's, let's see the Joker. <laughs> I was just kind of, <laughs> here comes just M- when's MJF coming out. Yeah, sure. When does MJF come out so I can win the, win the prediction league? Oh yeah, that's right, Doug. Oh yeah. Oh, you just casually just threw that in there, didn't you, buddy? Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Congratulations, congratulations to Doug for winning the all out, the IAPW all out twenty two or two K twenty two all out ballot. Yeah. all out ballot. Yay! I finally beat my wife uh, in, yeah. in predicting matches in a pay per view. <laughs> you did so good, Doug. So so good. At oh. the last minute, I changed it to MJ. MJF being the Joker and winning it. And winning it, baby. That's what saved you. So, anyway, you keep on wanting to go to, you know, so after a lackluster fallout. I can't make it sound like it was bad, but like it wasn't bad. It's just there wasn't a match where I'm like, oh, that's, you know, potential match of the year. Like it's just it wasn't it wasn't memorable. It wasn't set up for amazing matches. It was set up for amazing storytelling. In my opinion, that's kind of what that was. It amazing storytelling or was it just good storytelling? Um, I think one part was amazing. The MJF that kind of brought a lot of shit together. I yeah. mean, people thought MJF wasn't even coming back, and they kind of, kind of, sort of brought some light to what the fuck is going on with Stokely Hathaway and his business cards. Doug, there was a there was a dynamite in Buffalo, and Butcher and the Blade were not on it at all. Wait, what the? F- were they on Rampage? Did you watch Rampage? I didn't. I haven't watched Rampage yet. I could look it over real quick. They, be, they better have been on Rampage at least. They weren't on Rampage. What the hell? They were like being featured in like advertisements and shit. Yep. Pretty cool, huh, Doug? Well, that sucks. Well, at least they did feature another Buffalo boy. They Daniel did. Garcia. Yeah. Little Danny Garce. Mm-hmm. I had a nice little match against our sweet boy Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. A really fucking nice match. And yeah. and he, Danny won. And he won. He's he's now a champion. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's already he's already he's been a champion. He's been the PWG champion this whole time. He's the PWG heavyweight yeah. champion. What? Yeah, he's the PW, PWG world champion. Why, why don't they let him uh, bring that belt or talk about I, it? 
I don't know. Like, cause Excalibur talks about PWG on like, I don't know. He'll drop a few hint, like a few name drops of it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it, I but he'll talk about it. Like, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Garcia is the PWG champion. He's been the champion. Geez. Since at least around March or so. Jesus. Like, cause they, cause Ben, I think he beat Bandito. Did he beat Bandito? Was it Bandito that had it? I don't know. Like, like they think it had to be vacated, and they ran a tournament for it. Okay. And that was that Blake and Blake Christian was in that tournament. And that's that one, that one gif that you see of like Blake Christian jumping off the balcony. Yeah, I think that's that tournament. Okay, I could be wrong on that. But anyway, yeah, Garcia is the champion, PWG, and your your new Ring of Honor. Whenever Ring of Honor does anything, pure, pure champion. Okay. The okay. end. Very nice. So, what did you think about the weird uh, MJF promo in the beginning? <laughs> I loved it. Bizarre. I'm like, no, I loved no, it, but I, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? No, I knew exactly. I love what it, was but going on. like, like him coming out as like super baby face, and he was just, it was fucking. It was so great. Like I loved it. Yeah. And then, like as soon as Mox comes out, he like just turns back into like his real when self. And all Mox has to do is say, "You're full of shit," and it just instantly he's like, "Well, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right." <laughs> fuck everyone. Fuck you. Fuck Josh Allen. Fuck Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm excited to have MJF back. That's yep. for sure. I mean, we need something. And I liked that they made the change of the uh, casino battle royal or the uh, casino ladder. The chip is no longer just like, at least this time around, isn't just like, oh, you get a world title shot in two when weeks. We just, or, you know, when, when Tony Khan decides is. to pump up, now it's more of a money, money in the bank in the situation bank style, which I think. Was a smart decision. Now, does that mean that he can do it just like Money in the Blank, where he can cash it in when like the person's dead on the ground, or does he I have to know. like, do, like, see, this is this is the the gray area. We're not quite sure. Which could be, which could be awesome. Like, yeah, it could cause a lot of controversy. Like, oh, he's supposed to. He's, he's supposed to have a match with with it, but yet he just kind of runs in. Oh, I'm issuing my match right now because Daniel Bryan's just wrestled Who? 60 minutes. Um, the American Dragon. <laughs> oh, you mean Brian Danielson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope it's going to be him or Mox. I can't see how it could be. Like in the end, I don't, how is the tournament even set up? I haven't. It was set up with Jericho and Moxley having a first round bye. Bye. It was Hangman and Danielson. Okay. Guevara and Darby. So Guevara, so so Guevara's wrestling Mox. Yep. And Danielson's wrestling Jericho again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it should be Danielson versus fucking Mox because we should just have the two best wrestlers go at it for like a 60 minute fucking Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You and, should, hopefully. Yeah. 
you definitely you've goddamn right you should like that's the only way you it can happen i think if you want to get more focus good focus on your company good focus back to the wrestling in your company you let those you let i mean it'd be fine if you just say you're two best wrestlers arguably Mm -hmm. two best wrestlers in your company right now let them mm-hmm. go at it for however the fuck the long they want to put well, on I an mean, amazing match. Re- yeah. And that's going to be at Arthur Ashe stadium, right? Yeah. Yeah. The grand slam or whatever it is, mm-hmm. which by the way, that's a really fucking cool stadium. I was watching the U S open like Serena's last match. Okay. And that's a fucking really cool stadium. Like how everything is, like built on top of each other. Like there's not a bad seat type thing. And it's all like real focused in on like the center stage or like, you know, for the court, but it would be the ring. I mean, I know they've already done an event there, but it was really cool. I just can't quite remember what it looked like last time. Also. Yeah. You pay take a look at it. Attention. Yeah. You should look at it. Fuck. Speak of another cool fucking venue last night. Did you see what first wrestling did? Uh, uh-uh. Or were you just too busy at Mile High Comics in beautiful, in beautiful Denver, Colorado? I was just too busy at Mile High Comics out with with uh, Austin Reddick and Liptel learning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you little fucking garbage train, you! <laughs> no, so first wrestling last night they put on a show at the Mall of America. They did Saturday oh, Nitro. Yes. That with that fucking great card. Have you seen the pictures yeah. from that? Like, I saw the pictures of just this ring and stage setup. Um, yeah, I didn't but get it see looks, anything of how it came out. It, it looks like it looks like it came out really cool. Like it's one of those I, I wish I would have bought, but I just didn't last night, and I should have because the card was really fucking good. I like first wrestling a lot. Eric Cannon puts on a great fucking show. Like he's he's our sweet Minneapolis boy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. RVD versus Dante Martin. I mean, <laughs> I saw that. I'm like. That's a fucking that's a fucking killer. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Like Colt was there, our boy Dak Draper was there, Effie, Dark Sheik, fuck, who else? Uh, Billy Starks, who's who's someone I really want to see come to Colorado. I really want to see Billy Starks. Ton of people though. Thunder Frog was there. <laughs> really? So I'm just trying to yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Eric Cannon. Um, but anyway, but it looks was, so fucking was Gossard cool. just up there booking it. <laughs> well, because <laughs> like half the people that have came to well, they're, they're, yeah, there they're, they're are people, right? Like, right, there are people. Like, Eric Cannon was one of the first people you ever saw. Saw at Lucha Libre and Laughs. Um, yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure Darren Thunder Corbin Frog was there. Darren Corbin, yeah. but it's it was just fucking cool looking like, and this is, this is my, this is what I want to do. If there is a mall that is still left over, like, uh, like an indoor mall, like as far as I know, I can think of only three in Denver, four does Greeley Greeley still has their mall maybe. So five, but if there's an indoor mall, that's still like doing things, we need to have wrestling events in the malls. Like you got to see these the fucking- fork- at the Fort Collins. No, we're not doing it at that fucking horse shit thing that's in Fort Collins. Fuck that thing. No, fuck you. It's not Full Hills Fashion Mall. It doesn't fucking count. Has to be an indoor fucking mall, Doug. Indoor fucking mall. 
It's there's like six stores inside. Where? <laughs> Have you not Is been it in the... it? No, why the fuck would I go in that fucking hellhole? Well, there's no reason unless you want like a pretzel. Let's yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a hot topic. <laughs> Is that so? Is that where like the theater is? Yes, right across from the okay. theater. But no, fuck that. No, I'm talking like built in the 80s or 90s or like Still early around. 2000s. Yeah, that's like like I'm talking like for, as far as Colorado's concerned, like South Glen or not? Yeah, South Glen Plaza. I think that's a place. I'm talking. Uh, what's what's the place in Littleton? The mall in Littleton. I, maybe that's South Glen Plaza. There's a there's a mall in Littleton. There's uh, Park Meadows. There's Flatirons Crossing. Cherry Creek. There's Cherry Creek still. And I think that might be fucking close to it. But like, fucking do it there. And like, cause you got the balcony situation. Like, you got to look at those fucking pictures of like people like standing on like the three tiers of balconies watching the fucking matches. Oh, really? And yeah. Oh, my wife just informed me it's called Southwest Plaza in Littleton. Southwest <laughs> Plaza. Yes, but like that's what you fucking need to do. You just because you got like most of the most of them are like two stories in Colorado, so you could have like a balcony. You could have people on escalators. Like fuck, the, do that as a fucking show. Like save the fucking malls. I hate capitalism, but save the fucking malls. <laughs> like, let's do it. Because like, what else are you gonna do with those fucking buildings? Right. Like, turn it into a fucking event center. Just have some. <laughs> wrestling and like crazy concerts <laughs> yeah like i i because it was one of those things like when like here when albertson's shut all the fucking like shut all their stores down and safeway shut all their stores down and you have like all these old fucking buildings of just skeleton buildings in denver of like these mm-hmm. retail spots and can kmart kmart shut down right like you had all these huge retail buildings like i one of my thoughts was always to turn them into like venues of some sort like and now they're all just fucking like planet fitness and oh god what's the other ones vasa and something else choose choose fitnesses like they they all which is fine because i'm glad they're using the buildings but like let's use that real estate let's use that something for something cool something awesome like you know an art collective or and not some stupid bullshit art collective that's in fucking north fort collins where you repair your fucking bike at or in fucking Rhino, but like a really legitimately kind of cool art collective venue type right. thing. Not some horse shit, fucking gentrified fucking shit, but something kind of cool. And that's my thought on like the mall after watching, seeing the mall of America thing. I was just like, that's, that's what I want to fucking do. Instead of having it in a Quinceanera place or at fucking club Tico, I want I want all wrestling in the middle of a fucking mall or an old fucking Kmart. The end. Fuck yeah. Have you seen this new um, wrestling organization that's going to open in Denver? Is this the horror (laughs) one? Yeah. I've been. I was going to ask you about it. I've only saw I saw one tweet, and I think it was Bruce Rogers tweeted like, "Oh, there's a horror heavy metal fucking wrestling promotion starting," and I couldn't figure out any. Like, I didn't go any like. did like five minutes of searching trying to figure it out but i couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out what is it okay i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that uh our boy chongo's involved if not running no it. shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i've looked there's like this like handwritten like map of like 
how it's going to be set up and some like ticket sales. So you where, can buy where? like Facebook. I'll, I'll send oh, you some stuff. Yeah, that's Chongo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all like so. It's like you can buy like first row, or you can buy like mosh pit tickets, or you can buy like this guardrail, or you can get. Send me the fucking link to this. <laughs> well, it's, it looks crazy. <laughs> I don't know if like there's gonna be a heavy metal band going on while they're wrestling and that's why there's a mosh pit in one corner <laughs> like <laughs> i i don't know but yeah no because so like this was like so like first wrestling going back to first wrestling first wrestling does like concerts and burlesque shows during the wrestling okay right just like lucha libre and laughs does comedy gotcha in in with the wrestling um there's another there was that remember that one um is like wrestling without a ring and they would do it in a bar i was telling you about when we were kind of going over yeah. the ring of honor like they would have bands like hardcore bands play in between set like between matches like so i mean this isn't a new idea i think it's a fucking cool as shit idea but i need to fucking like the fact that it was like horror themed and like metal i want to yeah I'll, i really want to find get out into more it. and and send you information yeah, and we'll we should we'll talk about well well because I want to hype it up because like R.I.P. Wrestling Reaper Independent Pro Reaper Independent Pro <laughs> Yeah, that's oh that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're presenting the Tokyo Monster. I'm not familiar with them, but it looks fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, I found their Facebook. I'll have to find wherever I found that weird, like, handwritten plan of, like, the venue. And apparently the first one, you can only go if you, like, find the secret location on Facebook. Uh, It's October 8th. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on that weekend. There is. But a lot of good shit going on that weekend. How do we figure this out? Like, we should be invited to this. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Well, maybe we shouldn't, but like you should. Yeah. <laughs> like people like you. Oh, anyway. wait. oh okay. I, I thought I've seen a location, but that's only this seminar that someone's putting on. Okay, Doug. Anyway, come back. Come back to us, Doug. Oh, oh I found the map. I found the map. <laughs> I'll send it to you and let's and we'll move on. Sorry. <laughs> so you actually do we do we have the map because of us? No, I found the map of just like the ring the <laughs> How it's all going to be like laid out. Okay. It's sending text to you right now. Neato. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, people. Where, where are we at now, Bill? <laughs> I don't know. We you want to, let's do uh, homework. Homeworks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill, you took me back in time to September 4th. 2015 Shikara King of Trios tournament. We are in lovely Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. We had Team Triple versus the Gentlemen's Club. So Team Triple was at the uh, the height of Lucha Underground. So we had Aerostar. Drago and Ray Phoenix versus 
gentleman club made of Chuck Taylor, Drew Gulak, and the Swamp Monster. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, this, this is a nice little match, Bill. I, I liked it. It was fun. Good times. Old, old Chucky e. T is... He's he's just cool. I was trying to figure <laughs> out. I spent way too much time trying to figure out who Swamp Monster was. Trying to like, <laughs> Did it, instead of paying attention to it, trying to like watch his mannerisms in the ring. Like hey, it could be Orange Cassidy, but I don't think so. And then Orange Cassidy pops out later. I'm like, ah, shit, it's not Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it. I thought it was Orange Cassidy too, just based on the height of the like, because that's a the tiny. Height. That's a tiny Swamp Monster. Yeah, like Swamp Monster has been multiple sizes, but that was a that was a tiny boy. Um, Aerostar, Drago, Ray Phoenix were all <laughs> what the <laughs> what we like him for. I was really impressed though at the beginning with how Ray Phoenix, um, his uh, like chain wrestling, like mat wrestling was gone. I have never seen him do anything like that. Like ever, like if he pieces that together, like currently with how he's flying, like he could easily be <laughs> like, okay, he's the best in the world. Like, because he's yes. amazing to watch now. But, but like, you throw some of some more of that shit in, like that was really fucking good. Yeah, like I, I exactly like his his submission map based stuff was. In, well he's fucking clean in general but like it was yeah it was surprising it was yeah it was definitely pleasantly surprising um watching drew gulak i mean he was going with drew gulak who was one of the who is one of the I best would say one of the under definitely underrated i mean if you know you Wait. know you know how great he is but yeah gulak is the fucking man like i <sighs> It was one of those things when I was watching it, I, I was just like, fuck, I need to start watching SmackDown. Like, I really need to start watching SmackDown just to, so I can watch Gulak. But I don't know if he's on it right now. Like, I know he had that little bit with fucking um, Ricochet and Walter <laughs> yeah. slash Gunther. But and then I haven't really, I don't really know where he was going from there or what was happening. I don't know. It, yeah, it was fun. Though. I got a little chaotic later. Orange Cassidy, a bunch of other kind of random run-ins. Yeah, and yeah, it was I, it was fun. Like I was, it was it was good old fashioned Chuck E. T. talking mm-hmm. to the crowd, like other people that we know and like right now a lot for sure. Just talking to the opponent, talking shit, just running his mouth. Uh, Gulak's a fucking amazing. Phoenix was awesome. It was a great trios match. Like it was. Uh, yeah, I I love that at one point. Like, even if Swamp Monsters on their team, he comes in, saves them, puts on a great move, and then Chucky e. T and Drew Lock, Drew Gulak both just throw Drew Lock. Just call him Drew. Yeah, just call Drew him Lock. Drew Lock. Chucky e. T and Drew Lock just like throw Swamp Monster out of the ring to the outside, <laughs> and then yeah, take back over the match, even though he just saved the match for him. Yeah, no, it was great. Like, it was, it's a fun match, and that's one of those. It's a nice Chikara, not Chikara match because right. 
Chikara it's, it's gets not, crazy. Well, it it just Chikara is a comic book, and mm-hmm. but there's outside things happening with it too. Like I don't know, like if Quackenbush wasn't such a weirdo and such kind of a pain in the ass piece of shit, like I think I would really really like Chikara. Like yeah. I think I would get in. Like I would even back order like all the old dvds to follow the storylines and shit like that because i think it's a it's a great fucking premise For and sure. this is why and this is why like i go back to to new era because when i first when i i was thinking of chikara matches like after our new era incident and i was just like maybe i'll give new era i want to give new era a chance because if it if it's if it's a rocky mountain version of chikara mm-hmm. I want to give it a chance. I really, really do. I just was in the wrong mood and not expecting it all when I saw it. Right. And that's why I, would, I, I, that's why I was just so gumpy by it. But well, I'm, I'm pretty set you up for it because you didn't know. And I'm kind of gone away with it for three months. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you at all, at all on that. I'm just saying like, I just, that's where I'm at with it. So right. that's, like so i started thinking chakara when i kind of came to the realization like oh shit i think this is chakara like there's this ongoing comic book type dungeons and dragons rpg kind of like interactive rpg storyline going on just like chakara and oh the trios matches so that's why i decided to give it to you gotcha yeah and shit what did you give me I completely spaced out what you gave me. Noah. Oh, yes. Kenta versus Morishima? I need to look at it. I need to look at it, Doug. It's one of those, I have to look at the name. I have to look at the name because I'm going to fuck it up if I don't. Uh, Morishima? It's close. I know it's close because he's beautiful and he looks like he looks like a large, like those large Asian dogs. You know what dogs I'm talking about? Like the super giant dogs that are like yeah. six feet. And I love those dogs. It's the same hair. Uh, yeah, Morishima. Takeshi Morishima. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Kento versus Morishima and Noah, uh, March 4th, 2007 from the Budokan. Uh, our first Noah experience. Mm-hmm. Noah is exactly like how i know noah is is this the first time you ever watched a noah match i think so okay yeah I've watched, what, what I, promotion it, was kenny and uh that's DDT. was that ddt a big match in the budokan okay yes that was that was ddt um so noah the big thing the reason why noah exists is that that is masawa's promotion that's why they have the green apron, the green, green and white. Everything's green and white because of Masala, right? Gotcha. So I've, that's that's where I've watched every Noah match I've watched has been like a version of Masala versus someone. Uh, Ring of Honor 07. Kenta's, Kenta's crushed velvet ring attire during this mm-hmm. era. The brown and yellow crushed velvet ring attire. I don't know what that does for me. Cause I'm very tactile as a human being and I, and I want to like kind of touch it, but then I'm also wondering like, why does he have crushed velvet 
<laughs> like, like those juicy, remember those juicy velour, like jumpsuits, like roughly around that time. Like it was that, Oh, like yeah, Oh three to yeah. Oh eight, give or take like Bush years. Like why, why, why is he wearing crushed velvet? And I, the magic because stuff you is question like, it, it'll just fucking knock your head off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's all I can. Every time I watch Kenta in this era, I that's all I can watch is just like, like I'm just drawn to his butt and to his groin <laughs> because of the crushed velvet. And I'm just, it's just like I don't. And then he goes and knocks people's fucking head off. Yeah, that he's just and he's he's fucking amazing. And you're like, wow, WWE really fucked that up by. <laughs> I never saw a opponents. fraction of that in his no. NXT days. Well, because the idea was is that he was going to tone down and semi-retire, just like Nakamura. Mm-hmm. But he, when when did he blow out his shoulder the first time? I'm trying to remember, but he like he took a fucking bad bump because he was going against a fucking trainee, and then like somewhere around back. fourteen to sixteen. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, it was like he was. Well, it was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was around during okay. then, and so he takes like a bad bump, busts his shoulder, fucking has insanely bad shoulder surgery. Like you look at his, like he comes back, he is, his shoulders all fucked up looking. Mm-hmm. And then he does a, he takes a power slam, like a, a Randy Orton power slam from, oh, the other guy from Heavy Machinery that's not Otis. Tucker? Tucker. Tucker fucking drops him on his fucking head, blows out the shoulder again, and he's done. Now we got a decent version of Kenta in New Japan, but like, and then he yeah. blew out. Didn't he like break Austin Aries' face or something? A lot who of people have broken Austin Aries' face. Oh, the orbital bone. He... Austin Aries had an orbital bone break, but I don't remember who did that. That may have been Nakamura. I think it was Nakamura. I want to say Kenta. Kenta hit someone with the go to sleep and then did they broke it from him? Maybe. Maybe that I don't know. You know what's yeah. funny? Do you even remember fucking Kenta's name in um. in NXT? Because every time I have one name in my head and it's not wrong, it's not right at all because it's someone else completely. No, I can't come up with it right now. The only name I can come up with is Hiromo Tanahashi. And I that's not right because there is a Hiromo Tanahashi who's very well established. Yeah, it's like Hideo Atami. Oh, I had it. Hideo Atami. Hideo Atami. There it is. Like I could see it spelled out, but I couldn't get it to come out. Yeah, because you could see his Titan Tron. Like, yeah, but every time I saw his Titan Tron, I kept on seeing Hiromo Tanahashi. And I was like, that's not right. But uh going back to the match though. Uh, Morishima, man, he was he is a boy. <laughs> I need to watch more. Like, he's a large, he's a l- large man who's agile, who has cool hair, mm-hmm. who wears black trunks, who's adorable yet we're afraid of. Like he's mm-hmm. pretty much he he hits almost every qualifier for a, like yeah. a sweet beautiful boy of ours. I, I had I had to look him up because I mean I've I've seen this guy so many times. Um, 
but like it was one of those i never really invested into looking him up because like i've seen matches like with him and like danielson and that are fucking brutal you know from ring of honor days figure that out um mm-hmm. he just he had a really he didn't have a short career but he had a short period of infamy and my guess is that like he had gout and that's what he had gout and like mental health issues and that's kind of what okay. took him out of everything just about yeah like it was because he was it was one of those things like he was retired by like 2008 or 2010 somewhere in there Shit. yeah and he was originally claiming it was something along the lines of like a bad knee or bad foot and then it came out that it was it was mental health and then he was supposed to come back in like 2015 but then he had to have emergency arthritis surgery on his foot which means that from what i would guess that would be gout like okay a big dude lord only knows what his diet is like yeah could be but yeah marshima fucking it was it was it was a quick match Mm-hmm. And it was a good match. It was a King's Road-esque For sure. style match in 2007. But it was nice and quick. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, 25 minutes drawn out. It was, it was only a 10-minute, well, probably from bell to bell to bell. It was probably closer to eight. Yeah, it was like nine, 10 tops. Because I think the clip's only like 12 or 13. But quality wise, it was a you know fifteen to twenty minute match. Like they got yeah. in, they get it on their spots, told the story. Kenta, you know, was brutal from the beginning, and then Morishima, you know, and his comeback. Well, and, and actually, what it was in the end, Kenta just couldn't pick him up because he was just too fucking big. Because Kenta had him ready to for go to sleep. Kenta's finisher, not CM fucking yeah. cunt fuck. And he just he couldn't get him up. He just and and it wasn't because like Kenta was tired. Did like, he Kenta hit him with like, it once? I don't think he did. If he did, I don't remember. Okay. I remember him getting him up. Like it was like it was Kenta's like big rallying, and he tried to get him up and he just couldn't. Like he tried like twice and couldn't. And then so he had to like adjust his offense and like, I think he went to like his, to a submission or something like that, which he couldn't put it on effectively because size difference. And then Marshima came back and just ran rough shot. That's how I remember it. Yeah. I could be wrong. And just but, kept hitting I mean, him with those big clotheslines. Yeah. Oh yeah. That... Oh, so there were some nasty fucking clotheslines. <laughs> I just, the, or Lariato's. Jesus there's at least there's at least four of them that just take your head off. Yeah, like that. It was a it was a fun match though. I I I liked it on a lot of levels because it was King's Road. It was short because mm-hmm. I like short matches, <laughs> and because I just don't have fucking time for sure. And yeah, it's Kenta. Like Kenta, like I remember. When Kenta was signed to NXT, how big of news it was because there was like that was as I was getting into internet wrestling community bullshit, and mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, this is so awesome! Kenta's going to be in WWE. Kenta's the best. Kenta's the man." And Kenta's I fucking think, great. 
I think I was just kind of I was a little behind in NXT with you. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was always a few steps behind because you were kind of telling me I I was. You have to watch this. You have to watch. Yeah, you were guiding me into the things that I'm, you know, end up loving. But yeah, when I was kind of getting in, you love a steel. Yeah, oh, I love him. Well, he's so good when he takes bites out of people. (laughs) Fucking Carney. Oh, then those fucking Saito suplexes where he just looks like he's breaking his head off. Yeah, that's because that's what it is. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And eventually, Kenta just can overcome. Tap out, or, yeah, yeah, not tap out, but had to just lay down for three seconds. So, so Doug, yeah. what do you got for me? All right, Bill. Have we have we ever covered a TNA match? I don't. I, I I actually got the thing up. Let me look real quick. No. According to I, because I actually have the the have it's it all pro wrestling podcast assignment Google sheet available for everyone to look at our previous exploits. And if the links aren't broken or taken down, they're still right. up and running. Uh, as far as I know, no. I, I just okay. I just keyworded TNA and I didn't come up with anything. Well, I'm going to take us back to one of the last years. And we're going to go to TNA Wrestling Bill. Bound for Glory 2011. It's going to be October 6, 2011. Temple University in Ooh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> All right, Bill. Oh God! <laughs> Shit! I couldn't keep it together long enough. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Bill. This is a good one. It, All right. It better not be fucking like Billy Gunn and fucking uh, what's his fuck, uh, Brian G. James Armstrong. <laughs> no, Bill. You got Sting. Joker Sting. <laughs> Yep, you got Joker Sting. <laughs> you know how much you love Joker Sting. Actually, the thing is, I don't. Here's the thing: I'm gonna put it out there real quick. I don't. I hate the fact that he just took on the Joker gimmick. Like, I just that's like I I don't know anything about Joker Sting. Yeah. It's just like you motherfucker, you took the Crow gimmick and now you're taking the like. It's just. <laughs> I've watched some highlights and it's like it's. It's funny, it's but it's like, well, like what are you doing? You're just straight taking Joker. You're just the Joker. You're Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker. What are you doing, Steve? Uh, Steve, what are you doing? Well, you you ready for his opponent, Bill? Sure. What? Uh, Hulk. Oh fuck Hulk. you! <laughs> I, I haven't given you one of these in a while, Bill. 14 years after Starcade 1997. <laughs> yeah. 2011. We have to, well, I guess we have watched Sting and Hogan before, but it was in Yeah, for Starcade 97. 97. <laughs> now we get a Watchman 2011. Can you imagine can you think of just remember what Hogan was like in that match in 97? <laughs> just think what it would be like in TNA in 2011. Well, maybe, and I, 
there's a reason why I I haven't touched. Like I've looked, I've 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 gone TNA rounds, but it, when TNA brought Hogan in and Bischoff, like I was a big lot of nope. But maybe maybe Hogan has had one of his back surgeries or hip surgeries at the time, so maybe he's moving better. I, uh, I mean, when you no, see, it's probably not the case. But when you see it this time, you're like, God, we got Sting Hogan. Kurt Angle, Bischoff, Flair, Foley—like you see all those people that are floating around at that this time. This is like, this oh. is the. I have a. I have. I don't know if it's Foley's last book because I, I don't even know how many books Foley's done. But it was. Oh God, what's the title of it? But it had to do with a. It was Foley's memoirs going into a TNA match versus Sting, I think. And it fucking sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just one of those things where I'm just like, I have no desire to watch TNA at this time. And it was roughly around this time. Yeah. And like, it just like, I like Mick. I think my mom or sister gave you some money. The royalties <laughs> on buying this book. But dude, this sucks. Like, so yay. Thanks, Doug. You're welcome, Bill. Enjoy. Thanks. <laughs> Doug, I have I have a I have a match for you. Usually that when is- I give you one of these amazing matches that are horrible, you come back with like one of the best matches of all time. <laughs> uh this could be very much one of those situations for you, Doug. Yes. Doug. <laughs> Doug, I am taking you back to the Budokan. Ooh. 1994. In fact, it's August 18th, 1994. Okay. The promotion. UWFI. Okay. Pro the event is Pro Wrestling Tournament Finals, the best of the world 1994 tournament final match. Mm-hmm. So, quick thing about UWF before I tell you who it is. UWF was a shoot work promotion in Japan that popped up in like 84 to 85, and then it showed back up in like 89 to like 91, and then this is a different iteration of the same thing. But this is the best of the world of shoot work fighting it is pretty much the uwf main guy from my research because i do research doug it's uh nobukio takada who is currently the champion versus a person known as super vader 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 is it the crazy just all out vader no it's not it's not it's not new japan it's not new japan vader it's super vader so 94 94 would have been wcw vader okay and it's it's vader 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 it's super vader i i saw a I saw a link to this on Twitter and then I went on a huge UWF 
Mm-hmm. Um, turn. In fact, I it's one of those things I meant to check on this. Let me double check. So I think I learned about this you promotion get- uh, like a month or so back when I found Norman Rana Smiley Klaus's- versus Min- Nor- Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. And yes. I also ran upon the sweet boy I want to look into more, Gary Albright. Albright? Yes, Gary Albright, okay. who is, who was, is the gaijin, who's the big gaijin in this. I was yes. researching this guy, stumbled upon this promotion. He was their big gaijin until all of a sudden they brought in Vader and then his career dropped off because Vader took over. Yes, and there's actually a, so there's a tag team match that I found where it's Gary Albright and another guy, I think his name is Kinsuke. Uh, I could be wrong on that, versus John Tenta and Vader. And yes. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I almost gave, gave that match to you when I first found it. I was like, yeah. no, I want to find, I want to look at this guy more and like find a match for you and i found there's another match that i'll just give to you and I'll, I'll put that in there too it's not necessarily homework but it's it is a it's vader going in to fight albright in like 91 but it's okay. the match before that and i think the albright match like vader versus albright match is the one that kills albright as far as like the head gaijin of the uwf but there's yeah. been like three different versions of uwf Okay. at least and that's why like this one it t- like i had to figure out where to find this match because this is uwfi and there's been two different at least two different versions of uwf in japan and then there's also the uwf in the united states in the united right. states which is yes which is uh the cocaine cowboy ran it herb abrams uh dark side okay. of the ring okay he would like mick was in it like and actually i think he talks about it and have a nice day this okay. uwf run nice and so how's how's uh, have a nice day going have you read it yet or you started i'm only one chapter in it's been kind of that's fine yeah i get it busy i started a chapter and was like already i can tell that it's gonna be great you can just yeah get a feel for his, how he writes and that it's him and <laughs> He's letting you know it's him and mm-hmm. inside it, jokes and making fun of people. Well, Vader stories. His, uh, his honestly, the Vader, <laughs> the, the Vader stories. Off. Yeah, the Vader's like his stories about Vader made me love Vader so much more. Like, mm-hmm. but anyway, again, UWF, UWFI Pro Wrestling Tournament Finals. Uh, Nobukio Takata versus Super Vader. And I assume your shitbag fucking thing is YouTube link. You mean my two of the best wrestlers of all time wrestling each other? Yeah. Mm. 2011 in a shit promotion. 2011 in TNA. Not a shit promotion, but... Well, ups and downs. Yeah, in, in a very down time in the promotion. Yeah, was this even for for Sting and Hogan? Was that even for a belt? I didn't know. Who had the belt at the time? I oh, it was for 
it was for like the control of the company or something oh like god even worse <laughs> yeah one oh, of those fuck. I, the worst stipulation possible St- sting has to leave if he loses oh. dixie carter gets her control back from hogan and bischoff some some bullshit like that oh god I have a very tna stipulation match yeah Ugh. pure shitberg wcw like mm-hmm. oh one thing one thing i wanted to give you for homework because it's out it's the kevin nash wcw 1997 timeline on kayfabe uh vault has their youtube channel uh-huh. and it's three hours of kevin nash talking about wcw 1997 <laughs> i haven't listened to it yet or watched it because i just don't have the time but i almost decided i last night i was thinking about going to sleep listening to that or to watching ed wood and i chose ed wood because ed wood's on oh. youtube okay ed wood no fucking ed wood have you ever watched ed wood probably not if i have it's, I, it's one of those like it's one of those i could see me making you watch it type things but it was have it at some sh- point it hasn't been on streaming anywhere like i have a vhs copy somewhere but I couldn't find it on Blu-ray. I couldn't find it on DVD. Couldn't find it on streaming for like the last like two to three years. Hmm. It's like, so I've, as soon as I, like it just popped up in my recommendations last night and I was like, fuck, I'm listening to Ed Wood as I fall asleep. And then I bought this Heck beauty. Yeah. They live. Do you, have you never seen they live? No, Bill, I haven't. The fuck Stars is Stars Roddy, Roddy Piper. What? Is that the, uh, it's directed by John Carpenter. My God, I I bought this specifically is, for nine eleven. Is that the bubblegum? Yeah, the the okay. kick ass and chew bubble, yeah. chew bubblegum line. Yeah, you've never seen They Live. Just a little, a couple highlights you see of him kicking or a Piper, but no, uh, I have this not is seen it. The the CIA the CIA gift boy brought this to me for 9-11 today so fuck yeah you need to watch they live it's fucking amazing we should we should make it a thing we should every 9-11 we watch night we watch they live just like for a little while like every saint patty's day i would put on fucking boodock saints and pass out (laughs) every christmas eve i put on uh it's always sunny in philadelphia's christmas episode the one with the oh it's fucking amazing what other traditions do i have all of them involve getting drunk and passing out hmm. huh that's cool well bill just talking about passing out is, is it that time oh uh, yeah we've been talking for two hours oh shit <laughs> yeah well let's well fuck it let's just keep going Bill, do you like sweet boys? Whoa, whoa, the boys. Whoa, 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 the boys. Whoa, whoa, the boys. Whoa, whoa, the boys. The boys. If they look like large Asian dogs, yes. Oh. In black trunks. Okay. Well, boy, do I have a sweet, sweet boy for you, Bill. In 1996, the sweet boy was 
Voted the most underrated by Wrestling Observer Newsletter. <laughs> Wrestling Observer? <laughs> Super. Yeah. It's, uh, it's by uh, Dave Smeltzer. <laughs> <laughs> by Wrestling Journalist Extraordinaire Dave Smeltzer. Yes. Not known as Uncle Dave, but Grandpappy Dave. Yeah. This <laughs> by the same uh, newsletter, he <laughs> was also the worst worked match of the year in 1999. I can't tell you the match yet because you would know. In Pro Wrestling Illustrated, he was number 52 out of 500 in 1999. He is a one time Jersey All Pro heavyweight champion. He is a Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champion with the partner, the Unibomb. That's all snow. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I was trying to give you something a little more obscure before I... Because you know I would all snow a lot quicker than... Yeah. But the, so do you know who the Unibomb was? Yes. Who was the Unibomb? Real piece of shit, Glenn Jacobs. Real piece of shit in real life, Glenn Jacobs. Fuck yep. him. Yep. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I had no fuck. So 96 underutilized, accurate, by Dave mm-hmm. Smeltzer. Um, uh, do you know yeah, the worst worked match of the year? That was probably the big boss man match, match. The dog kennel match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in That's. I wonder what his. I wonder what the highest ranking he ever got in PWI was. I think that because usually, when I look up, you know, wiki on wrestlers, it only shows like one, and it's usually like the highest. That's nuts. Because like, he had such a fucking insane run in ECW, like that, mm-hmm. like four months in ECW or six months in ECW, whatever it was. Um, so Mr. Al Snow, uh, Al Snow and I, he's, he was the first wrestler to talk to me over the phone. <laughs> so you actually had a, a phone conversation with Al Snow? I've had two, two conversations with Al Snow over the phone. Yeah, Al Snow. So, okay, let's see. Going back to everything. Al Snow, first time I ever saw Al Snow was, oh, fuck, was it the living? It's not living dangerously, 97. What was the first ECW pay-per-view I bought or I made Mike Peterson buy? Um, <laughs> but we watched it. We watched it with, I watched, I watched the ECW pay-per-view at um, Peterson's house. Uh-huh. And the main event was Shane Douglas versus Al Snow. Okay. And it was for the ECW title. The, that was the reason why I wanted to watch ECW is because I was actually what we are reading. Like you, doing like the AOL message boards at the time. And then also um, PWI was talking a lot about Al Snow and the ECW run that he was having. So I watched that and he came out to, um, that was when he had the head gimmick, which was fucking Mm -hmm. hilarious and amazing. And he came out to breathe by prodigy which i was a fucking huge like i still love fucking prodigy and that motherfucker can fucking work like he was he was the crown prince of hardcore from ohio i even got like a video compilation of him and sabu matches 
like in Michigan and Ohio, I have no idea whatever happened to that tape, but like, it was just them just beating the living fuck out of each other. And like, in, in a way that Sabu would in front of like 25 people, like just, right. they were going all out. Like it was fucking insane and not giving a fuck about the promotion or giving a fuck about the event, like the event center. Like, I mean, they just grabbed anything and just beat the fuck out of each other with it. But Al Snow going back to the phone call. So I was really into the idea of the job squad because he was, he had his own job squad t-shirts before he went to WWE. Uh, and that, that last match in ECW is, was his last match in, or that I watched was his last match in ECW. He went to WWE. And so I wanted to buy a job squad t-shirt because Foley, when Foley won his WWF championship for the very first time on that pre-tape and everything like that, he's underneath his, his work shirt, he's wearing a job squad shirt. He's wearing the pin me, pay me shirt. And so I, I bought that shirt, but there was an issue with the order that I sent in to uh, Al Snow because Al Snow ran his own t-shirts. He, he sold his own t-shirts and sent them out. And I figured out how to find them and everything like that. And I sent a money order in because that's how you can only do check or money orders. Like, I mean, I was like, this is, this is how I sent a money order by mail to him. He calls me like my sister. It was like in the middle of summer and he was still, it was right before he went to, he was about to debut for WWE. My sister picks up the phone and she's just like, yeah, hold on. Cause this is, I mean, this is fucking ninety-seven ish, right? Ninety, yeah, ninety-seven, ninety. No, maybe ninety-eight. Anyway, and she's like, "Al Snow's on the phone for you." You're like, "What?" And, and he's like, "Hello, is this Bill?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Like he's just like, "Bill, there's a problem with the order, your T-shirt order for the Job Squad shirt." And like, it, it had to do with sizing or some shit like that. And it was just like the weirdest fucking thing for like this professional wrestler who I thought was like bigger than life to be just like talking, like, just like, so does this work? I'm like, yeah, yeah. The other time I talked to him was I was supposed, well, my plan was, is that when I graduated high school was to go train at body slammers gym in Lima, Ohio, which was a feeder system for Ohio Valley. Ohio Valley. Because I, I I figured I already had a connection with Al because I bought a T-shirt from him and I talked to him on the phone and I said some of my back I said some of my backyard stuff to him and and he called again about the backyard stuff and he said that I needed to put on some more masks because I was a lanky motherfucker I wasn't two fifty fucking six what wait what's the gimmick six three two fifty bitch I was I was I was like six one and like buck 85 and he's like yeah you need to gain some mass and you know let's let's talk but then i was also dating my my sweet beautiful and talented wife mallory and i decided to hold off and see where the relationship would go then i married her later i i could have been thrown around by brock lesnar in ovw and probably had more concussions than i already do Anyway, who else was around that time in OVW? Was it like Lesnar, Batista, Batista and Cena, and then uh, Shelton Benjamin? That'd have been like, fun. They were for all you. like, 
yeah, fuck, it would have sucked. <laughs> like, because like, essentially like Snow would feed like the jobbers to OVW. Like he didn't train, you know, Shelton and Brock right. and Batista. I'm like, that was handled by, I think Danny, not Danny Doring. Danny Doring? Well, cause we'll say Danny Doring for right now. Cornette goes into it. Like Cornette, fuck Cornette, but he has this really cool, um, he calls it the uh, OVW Omnibus. Okay. That's like four hours long of him talking about every single thing about OVW right around that time. Because Cornette was running Ooh. the developmental at that time. And okay. that was OVW. Snow was also just feeding into that, saying like, hey, I got this person you might want to take a look at, and so on and so forth. So the possibility of me being concussed by Brock Lesnar was reduced because I met my beautiful and talented wife, Mallory. Yeah. But I love Al Snow, even though I think he's a huge piece of shit now, maybe, possibly. Is he? Uh, Al Snow has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Okay. He's, I think he's a good trainer, but I, I don't know. I get really weird mixed vibes off of him. Like, I probably would have loved him as a trainer, probably, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But my idea was, so my idea was is to essentially go from Snow to then go to, oh, what was the fucking House of Hardcore, which was the ECW training facility ran by Taz. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my goal was like that was the goal OVW or yeah to go from body slammers to like make connections to the ECW guys and then go get trained by Taz and Perry Saturn because Saturn was even doing trainings on off WCWs and get fucking destroyed by them because that was hell from what I understand and eventually become Kid Cash or some guy and. <laughs> Some guy that Paul Heyman would never pay. Like that was that was the goal. Anyway, what's your experience with Al Snow Duck? My experience is just remembering that you almost went and trained with Al Snow. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that guy that carried a head, the mannequin head. The mannequin head. I loved. Yeah. I loved it. He was he, like he was also a great European champion in WWF. The European Championship was one of my favorite fucking things. And then Regal like, took it off him. Yeah, Al, Al Snow was highly entertaining, really good fucking worker. Uh, good promo. I think he took himself too seriously. He was also the um, the lead trainer for Tough Enough, the MTV Tough Enoughs. Yeah, he took he took breaks and was a trainer in that. As I was kind of doing some research on him, um, was it the first year? May the year Maven won. That was year one. Okay, year one. He they had a, a feud later on or a storyline, you know. <laughs> Poor Maven. But, but yeah, with uh Maven versus Al Snow, you know, trainer mm. versus student type of situation. And, and he comes around here all the time for Rocky Mountain Pro. Um Yaden has a relationship with him from TNA days. Does, and he's think, roided out to the fucking gills now. Is he? Oh, have you seen a picture of fucking Al Snow now? He's in, little... more, be, he's in better shape than he's ever been. Ever been. <laughs> That's crazy. Ever. Because he's he's always been like pudgy fat. Not, and not fat, but just like never defined. 
Like now he's just fucking shredded. Oh, he's fucking roidy magooed out. Like he's not Steiner levels, but like you Billy can Gunn. see that he won. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say probably pretty close to Billy Gunn. Maybe more definition than Gunn and less mass, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll snow, and I still have one of my jobs. I still have one of my job squad shirts. Yes, so. you. You were to a show we went to at some point and got complimented on it. I I try to, yeah. It's it's I'm a little too big for it right now, but and then the other yeah. the other job squad shirt the pin because I the other pin me pay me shirt I have or I had I don't know why I ever got rid of it. I wore on public broadcast as a student led discussion about Columbine. So I'm on Fort Collins TV representing Fort Collins High School wearing a job squad shirt talking about fucking Columbine. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Oh, man. That's cool. And people would always come up to me for like a year, year and a half. Like when I was working at Albertsons, they would always come up Mm -hmm. to me and be like, you just said such insightful things. I'm like, it was the weird, like, people watch that shit. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what I said about Columbine. <laughs> I'm sure it was very thought-provoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just imagine what you would say now. <laughs> oh, oh, brother, now it's a whole different story. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, did you know that the FBI... <laughs> Six months before they did it, the kid, yes, an FBI agent. Happy 9-11, Doug. Happy 9-11. Doug, do you know what happened on 9-11 in 1997 at this time? I do not, Bill. Terry Funk wrestled his one of his retirement matches against Bret Hart in Amarillo, Texas, as featured by Beyond the Map. Ooh. I sent that link to you. You did, but you didn't. You didn't. You don't pay attention. I'm sorry, I was at a baby shower all day. Doug, blowing up like two hundred balloons. That sounds dumb. <laughs> anyway, Doug, are we leaving? Are we going? Are we going? Yeah, home? we we probably should.